All right, God bless you. We're waiting for waiting for um Prophetess Lang. Amen. One second, just a minute. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Uh, All right. That's about it. We have Miss Cherie. She's on the line tonight. Amen. God bless oh, you. That's your, that's your buddy from Florida, Texas. Where you Isn't live? Right. Okay. We have common calling in tonight. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. How you doing? Amen. On tonight. All right. Thank you for tuning in for TRLI Prophetic Shift. Amen. There's another phone call coming from Georgia. God bless you. Amen. On tonight. Amen. Okay, so he'll be there soon, but we're going to go ahead and get started. Amen on tonight. Amen. Amen. We thank you, everybody, for the ELI Prophetic Ship on tonight. Amen. I am your, amen, your host on tonight. Amen. Pastor E.L. Robinson on tonight. And our spiritual innovator for tonight is Prophetess Night. Amen. This is um, on Thursday night, Mantle Prayer. Amen. And we thank everybody for tuning in. Amen. At this time, and we tried to send an, uh, an updated flyer out. Amen to the to the group chat. Amen to the family and everything and stuff. So you probably think you have numbers changed. So we got to make some adjustments. God bless you. I thank you for tuning in. There's another call tuning in on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Bishop Austin. God bless you on tonight. God bless you, Bishop Barton, on today. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get started on tonight. Amen. We're going to go ahead and go into the word of prayer. Amen. Before we bring this uh, woman of God up tonight. Amen. On tonight. Amen. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, before your throne, O God. Father, we thank you, O God, in this season, O God, even in the midst of the chaos, we know that you are the God that we serve. You are the God that has everything under control. And, Father, O God, in this season, O God, of the shift, O God, that has taken place, O God, Father, we thank you, O God, for the opportunity, O God, to be just to get a time together. Amen. A family that prays together stays together. And the house that's divided against itself shall follow. We thank you, even in the midst of it, O God. We thank you, O God. And, Lord, we ask you, O Father, 
Father, to anoint the mouthpiece on tonight, amen, as the Holy Ghost increase and she decrease on tonight, amen, and let the Holy Ghost, amen, begin to flow on tonight. And Father, we thank you, if anyone that is sick among us, oh God, you said be made whole in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree, oh God, that you are moving on the behalf right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, in this opportunity on in, in this season, oh God, that we're serving the, the enemy and eviction notice on today. And Father, we thank you, oh God, for releasing your remnant, oh God, on this podcast, releasing your remnant among the, the nation, of releasing your remnant, oh God, even in the midst of everything that is taking place, oh God, we thank you. And we thank you, oh God, on tonight, oh God, Father, we thank you, oh God, for your presence, oh God, manifesting, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You said when two or three are gathered in your name, the spirit of the true living God is in the midst, oh God. And it's more than three, oh God, on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, triple. And we thank you on tonight. Oh, God, allow in your presence to be manifest, oh, God. And as we set, oh, God, on this woman and release, amen, this vessel on tonight, hallelujah, we thank you, oh, God, that in this season, oh, God, the season of the shift that you begin to take place, oh, God, anoint each and every one of them on the line on tonight, anoint them, oh, God, on the podcast, amen, because it's spread all over the world, amen, on our nine platforms, and we thank you, oh, God for releasing your anointing on tonight, releasing your field tonight, releasing the flow on tonight in the name of Jesus. We declare a decree. I dare you, triple dare you, amen, to stop on the devil's head on tonight and begin just open up your mouth. Ah, it says resist the devil and he shall flee. Resist him, oh God, and we are resisting him tonight because we're going through and we're going forth on tonight with power, oh God. Do this power on tonight. We thank you, O oh God, as we release, O oh God, your word. Release your power on tonight. Release your anointing on tonight. Bravo for called revelatory word on tonight. Release it, O oh God, in the atmosphere, in the stratosphere. Father, you said everybody that's on this line, amen, are atmosphere changes, O oh God. We are all spiritual innovators and then shifting the atmosphere on tonight. And we thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, on tonight. Now, the Lord, Rabbi Shea, he can the Lord say, can the Lord say, yeah, the Lord say. Father, we thank you, O oh God. Father, we thank you, O oh God, on tonight, O oh God. As we release your remnant on tonight, in the name of Jesus, we declare and decree on tonight, and it is so. Amen and amen. Amen. We're turning the floor back over to Prophetess Lang on tonight. Amen. We'll have the announcement at the end on the on tonight. God bless you. Amen. Can anybody everybody hear me? Give me an amen. 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 Everybody can hear you. Amen. 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 Um, I've been praying for the last week or so and asking God for for what uh I'm going to give his people. And so I would like you to, first of all, get a little pen and uh, pencil, uh, and I need you to turn your Bible uh, to the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians, the New Testament, Philippians, and it will be chapter 3, Okay. chapter 3. Book of Philippians. Amen. 
chapter, and we're going to start at the 10th verse. And after the 10th verse, I am going to step down to the um, 13th verse and the 14th verse. Amen. All right. Amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, The book of Philippians, hallelujah, was a a very important book. Um, And uh, it was written up by, I think, um, Timothy. Timothy. And um, he was an understudy to the Apostle Paul. Um, He was understudied so that when um, the Apostle left the church or went to establish another church, he was in charge. And so we're going to start at, like I said again, Philippians 3. Um, We're going to go with the verse 10. Verse 10. It says, that I might know him, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, amen, being made conformable unto his death. So we are going to go through trials and tribulations. We're going to go through things because it is the process in which God is pruning us and growing us and trying us so that we can move in the realm of the spirit. Um, um, I was studying today uh, one of the great um, um um, prophets in the Old Testament, Elijah, with the, the one with the J. And he was talking about that he was one of the most prolific prophets um, in the Old Testament. And because, first of all, he walked much like um, John the Baptist, the forerunner. He was uh, spent a lot of time in the wilderness, um, um, he was one of those men that spoke whatever God told him to say, and he wasn't worried about what people told him to do. But he also, he taught about how the body is constructed, that we have the outer man, that's our flesh, or our, our earth suit, and then we have the spirit man, okay, and that we have um, the soul. Now, at death, the outer man dies, and the 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 inner man, um, the the one that's the emotions and your feelings, your love, your hate, whatever, that also dies when the body dies. So you'll go to the funeral home and you'll see the body is sitting there, but the spirit that talked and breathed and had fun, they were no longer in that body. But um, the the 
Elijah began to talk about the relationship of the in the spirit realm, and like um, Elijah and one other young uh, one man in the Old Testament, I'm trying to remember his name right off the hand. It was Enoch. They're the only two men in the Bible that just walked up out of here. There was no signs, no nothing left. They just went. Okay. And those kinds of people walked with God so closely that God considered their friend. In other words, he spoke to Moses, and he spoke Moses and says, he says that you are my friend. But also um, um, Enoch was the same kind of person, that he walked so closely with God that he also was another man that disappeared because they were in the realm of the Spirit. They wasn't moving in their in their fleshly realm, the love, the hate, the emotions, uh, or just uh, by their pretty face, their pretty countenance. So we have to learn to walk within the realm of the spirit, so that we can have a relationship with Christ. I constantly uh, dwell on the things of a relationship with Christ because some of us spend a lot of time in church but have no relationship. They don't have no kinship. And a lot of times because of that, that's why people can go to church and jump and shout and leave there and go home and cuss and cuss and fuss and do all kinds of things because they're not in the realm of the Spirit. Paul said, he said, I can preach and preach and preach and prophesy, but yet I can yet be lost. I can, I've wrote a third of the New Testament, but me, myself, I can preach and go straight to hell because I don't have that relationship that's required with God. And they were sanct- and become sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost that the Bible talks about in the book of Acts chapter 2. So now Timothy was talking about the power, the power of his resurrection, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the same way that Jesus was uh, walked on this earth, come in through the birth of uh, his mother Mary, uh, walked for about 33 years on the earth, did great things and miracles, signs, wonders, and all these kinds of things, and then he died. So we're supposed to be like he is in the realm of the Spirit. And when we're not filled and sanctified by God, people tend to do things that are not of God. So, again, he's talking to him, and he's saying that I might know him. I got to know him for myself. Saints, we've got to know God for yourself. It can't be mama, daddy, baby, and them, my other girlfriend, this, that, and other. But he requires a relationship, a friendship. This is why the Old Testament constantly said, he says, um, I'm going to remind you who I am. I am the seed of Deborah. I am the seed of Joshua. I am the seed of Rebecca. I am, you know, because he's reminding us the relationship. So we must have a relationship with God. And power uh, at some point means the ecclesia, the outpouring, the power. 
like a like a car has an engine and has power so the pistons fire up and it begin to grunt run well the same way in the Holy Ghost that we must have that power that dudamus power that's uh that dudamus means um power um um that you can do great things within the realm of the spirit. So Paul says that I know this is what I want to know him and the power of his resurrection because Jesus was resurrected after he died. And on the third day he got up. The Bible says, and with all power. So we must walk with the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Now, you say, well, you mean I need to have uh, a fellowship like with God that I might to might struggle too, that I might go through too, that I might lose cars, houses, um, uh, all these kinds of things. Yes, it's a part of our making. It's a part of our groaning in the spirit. We, we go through situations to make us who we are in the gospel. Um, um, so we have to know who we are and whose we are um, in the gospel and the realm of the spirit. He says that if by any means, number 11, I'll read this one more. He says, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now, I'm going to slip down to the 13th verse, and it says, brethren, okay, that's the saints, that's the church. He says, brethren, I could not I could not myself to have apprehended, apprehended means to understand, but this one thing I do, forgetting, my God, forgetting those things which are behind me and those things which are behind me and reaching forth and to those things which are before us. So we can't so much walk in the past. We've got to learn to forgive and just forget. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm going to forgive, but I ain't going to forget. You ain't going to get me that other time. But that's what Christ says. He says we have to forgive and forget. And sometimes that's really hard. Because people do all kinds of things to you. They say all kinds of things to you. Um, but when we say we are Christians, Christians mean Christ-like. We're supposed to look in the mirror and not see Eric. I'm supposed to look in the mirror and not see Clinda. i got to look in the mirror. I can't see Vita. I can't look in the mirror and see Dolores. i got to see. i got to see Christ in the mirror. And that requires a relationship. Not just a prayer life, but a consistent prayer life. Now, now you do it, then I don't. The day I do it, the next day it looks like I can't do it. Because a consistent prayer life will get you to where you need to be. So you can learn to overcome people. You can overcome situations, overcome things of life that somehow it is weighting us down. 
and in the in the in the natural right now because of the epidemic, the worldwide epidemic. Okay, it's hard to imagine that life will go back to the way it was. Okay, um, um, but we got to realize that we have to pray. And if we pray, we don't know what God is going to allow to happen. For he said in his word, if my people, he's talking about his saints, his born-again believers, if my people who are called, so the ones that are called. Now, some people are called and they went, but they weren't called. He said, but those that are called by what? My name. So we have to know who we are. And whose we are. And again, sometimes it's like, it's hard. I remember one year, years ago, that I was in the grocery store, and this lady took her, her, her heel and stepped in the front of my, the back of my heel when I, front of the, uh, right where the cash register came in. Now, I know what I wanted to say, but I know the Holy Ghost say, don't say that, don't think that, because you say you are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. So there are times we have to go back and remind us. And then I know that I also say, Lord, save me all over again. Uh, Lord, wash me all over again. God, cleanse me all over again, because you can be washed but not clean. Okay. So we have to ask God in those things that, God, you know who I am, and but wash me because I want to be able one day to see Jesus. That's our primary goal with our walk with Christ, not about how much money you can make and how much property you can acquire or how much jobs or how fancy you can look. And God has no problem with us having things. But our priorities should be first in the realm of the Spirit with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So, again, we have to realize that Jesus is Lord of lords and kings of kings. He is Al Shaddai. He is the one that created us from before uh, we knew we were in our mother's womb. And some people say, well, if before we were in our mother's womb, where were you? Well, we were in the bosom of God. And then he spoke it. He let us know where our destination was and who was I going to be our mama and who was I going to be our daddy and who was I going to be our grandmama, great-grandmama, he, because he speaks. I don't believe that God makes mistakes, whoever we're connected to or who we belong to or who family we belong to, because he's already strategized our comings and going. So we have to realize that Jesus is in charge of every situation. So that's why he doesn't, when we go through our struggles and we go through our disappointments, when we go through, when we will hurt us because we have been hurt. We have been wounded in the spirit. Amen. We are in the book of Philippians, third chapter, and we began at the 10th, 10th verse. We're at the 10th verse now. 
that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. So it's not our resurrection, but it's Jesus' resurrection. He has Deuteronomy's power. He has all power. In other words, people can say, you know, that you're going to die and you're not going to make it, but God always has the last say-so. Jesus has the last say-so. I remember the other day I was watching TV and this young, uh, this lady, she's maybe about 35 years old, and they said that she was going to die. They put her on a ventilator and with this virus thing, and then she she made it. And one of the nurses asked her, how do you feel? She said, I am just so happy to be alive. She said, I felt like I was having hallucinations. I, I didn't know where I was. I, I lost my sense of of smell, uh, my sense of taste. Uh, um, he, he said it was the worst thing that I could close. I, she said, I felt like I was dying. And there was another man on CNN. His name is uh, Chris Como, and he now uh, is a reporter, and he was saying the same thing, that he's never been in a place that he felt like he wanted to die. He just wanted just to lay there and die. He just wanted to get up. Now, he's a runner and all this other job, jobs and things like that. And he said to himself, because he knew the, the body was saying, just lay down and die. So every time he felt that way, he said to himself, I'm going to get up. He said, I kept pushing. See, if my blood, my, he said my temperature was like over 103, 104, 105. He said, my, I said, I was just so hot and everything. He said, but... I had this desire to just get up. So people have to push beyond how we feel, whether it's arthritis or whether just situations in our home, whether it's um, so we have to realize that Jesus himself is in large and in charge. We don't worry about what the virus is doing because the bottom line the virus would not have touched the whole world if God had not allowed it. I cannot say God caused it, but I can say that God has allowed it. Because many times in the Old Testament, every time Israel or God's people would sin and sin, they would get in bondage, and then they'd go back and repent, and God said, okay, I'll give you another chance. And they'd do it again and again and again. So we don't know what God is allowing to happen. There's never been a situation that the whole worldwide things are just shutting down. Um, um, so, again, God is large in charge. He knows what he's allowing to happen. So we have to – there are many times people just didn't want to go to church. But I find now everybody's trying to find a little church on the outside, a little podcast somewhere or, a lot of the churches are having streaming lives from the churches because it looks like when we were available and we were free to go to church, most of us didn't want to go to church. And then sometimes it looks like on Sunday morning it is the hardest thing to do just to get up and go to church. Okay? One part of the body is says, oh, I'm tired. Maybe I'll just go next week. And the other part says, now you know you need to go. Paul says in his word, he said, there's a warring in my members. In other words, with our spirit man, there's a war constantly. 
There's a war between good and evil. There's a war between right and wrong. There's a, there's a war between God and Satan. But it's not really a war because God has already won the battle. God has already won everything in advance. But we have to learn to trust in God no matter how we feel, no matter what we have to do, no matter what we say, and it is paramount. In other words, it is very important that you develop a prayer life, a consistent prayer life. And you have to find out where you're comfortable praying. Some people like to pray on the on the floors all stretched out. Some people like to get in their cars and pray. Some people um, um, and like I said, I had a pastor, pastor four years ago. She taught us this. She said, now, when you cannot pray, because sometimes when you want to pray, though, you cannot pray. It's like everything happens. The cell phone rings. The children start acting crazy. The dogs start barking. Um, and, I, oh, I forgot the stove's on. So it becomes a war. And when you cannot pray, what you do is open your Bible and begin to speak those scriptures out loud. I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I am who God says I am. I am anointed. I am appointed by God. You read those things and speak those things out loud because that way it is a, it's a way that you can get into prayer because the enemy does not want us to pray. Because prayer is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. Amen. My mama Amen. used to say this. She would say, much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. So prayer is very important for your children, Amen. your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, even the children that you, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren that you might not see on this earth, but the fact that you pray for them afar off, that they might be filled with the Holy Ghost, that they might be taught the things of God, that they would grow up to be the people that God has Those things because God has spoken us the words to speak. Because he spoke in his word in the beginning, that speaking, speaking, speaking. God spoke. In the beginning, God spoke the world into existence. Okay? So it is important to speak these things out loud. Even in prayer, speak these things out loud when it becomes a struggle. Begin, because God does not want his saints and even some of the ain'ts to not to pray. He don't want us to witness to people. He doesn't want us to make a difference in people's lives. So we must pray. Prayer is a weapon. If you read in the book of Ephesians um, 6 and 10, it talks about all the weapons of our warfare. Now, the natural weapons might be a gun. It might be a bow and an arrow. It might be uh, something else. But in the spirit realm, there's the shield of faith, which protects our body. Okay, the shoes that are shotted with the preparation of peace. So when we walk in, we walk in peace. Okay, God wants us, he holds us, uh, we holds us accountable 
from what we do know. Now, when you don't know, it's a little different. But when you know to do right and then you purposely do wrong, yes, you can repent and say you're sorry. But we're talking about a relationship, not just a a time that I just go to church because Sunday is church day, Wednesday might be Bible study night, and the other rest of the week that you just stay in what you want to say, going where you want to go, do what you want to do, that is not relationship. And in these days and times, we must pray again as saints and believers in Christ because we want that same resurrection power. We want that same power that happened when Jesus died and on the third day, he, the Bible says he got up on the third day. And you can get that by having a relationship with Christ, reading your Bible, fasting and praying, living like God has called us to live. So we have to look in the mirror and say, that's not Glenda, that's not Mary, that's not Erica, that's not nobody. But look in the mirror and see if you look like God. And it's not so much the looking like like a mirror, but you have the faith to be, the faith of God, to do whatever he says do. He has empowered us to do those things when we walk in the realm of the Spirit. Okay, that's verse 10. So now we're going to go down to Philippians, um, the, the third chapter, and go down to the verse 13. It says, Brethren, I count not myself, have to, under, to apprehend, but this one thing, this one thing do right, this one thing listen to God, this one thing walk like he told you to walk. This one thing, pray like he tell you to pray. This one thing, you have a witness by smiling in people. Don't all, I mean, I've never seen so many sad, mean, cussing, fussing saints, and we're confessing salvation. He said, this one thing I do know, that we must forget those things which are behind us, and we reach Take your arm and reach it out. So reach out for God. Reach out for his word. Reach out for my children's salvation. Reach out for those people on your job that really don't like you. Reach out. we got to learn to reach out in God for those things. And then he says, um, verse 14, he says, I press. I press towards. So you're not, you're not standing in one place. You're pressing towards the mark of the prize. In other words, have you ever went to a, like a track meeting and they would get gather on the line? Some of the places like they stand up and some they actually put their feet down on the ground in this little block. So they get there and they're getting prepared to run this race. And that's what Paul's talking about, that we have to be prepared to run this race, run in disappointment, run sometimes even in unbelief. We run in I don't know what's going on because it's a race, and we have to run to the finish line. 
We have to finish our course. We cannot give up. One, one of my girlfriends says, we have to realize that we are too legit to quit. We can't give up. We're running with the mind of Christ. We cannot give up now because God has called us to a higher place in him. Okay? In him. It says, in him we move and breathe. So that's where we need to be. We need to be in his spirit, in his mindset, in the prayer life that he's called us to be. And that's why the Bible says this. He says, for one of my people, the church again, the church, the church, Uh, if my people who are called by my name. So he's specifically talking to the church or the born-again believers that are sanctified. Sanctified meanings a process of cleansing. We don't all get sanctified at the same time. But the, and the old people believed in to sanctification. Crying, praying, talking to God. Save me, fill me, Lord, change me, move me. I don't want to say what I used to say. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to go where I want to go, you know, because now our mindset that we have changed because of a new relation with Christ, and we are now going to run this race. Now, that runs reference to um, as a list here says of three things of this one thing that I know. One, it says, I forget the ground I already have covered in the race. That actually comes from First uh, Corinthians nine twenty four through twenty seven. So when you're in this race, you don't turn around and go back and say, "Oh, I I I, I missed a step, and uh, I, I got a I, I don't know my my shoes my my shoestrings are loose. Uh, I don't know what happened. Can we start over again?" He said, "He said, forget the cover the, the the ground that you have already covered." You have to go on. We have to move. We have to press. We have not, we must not be the same. Do you know there's no, I have never seen, the Bible talks about, um, uh, in the book of Revelations about, uh, the, the, the death of the horse representing death. There are so many deaths worldwide. The other day it was Italy. But now it's the United States. The United States is the nation at this date, at this hour, has more deaths than any in the whole world. That includes Germany, uh, Italy, uh, France, Africa. There's a death angel God, uh, that God has allowed to run rampant on the earth. They had a, a special on TV, and they were saying that they went into the city of of Italy, and it was it felt almost like um like like the death angel was walking through the through the city. Okay, this is real. This is not made up. This is not a far off. It is today. Um um because we don't know. We could off this line. We don't know. We don't know who's the next one. Okay, but we know that the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has all power. 
the blood of Jesus has all power. And when you have the blood of Jesus that covers you and your household, but just that God is in control and control, especially when we have children that are far away. Um, uh, now we have this thing about putting a mask on. I don't care how many masks. It's good. I got a mask. But the bottom line is this. You can have masks all you want to, but if the death angel God allows it to happen, you're gone. So we must pray, saints. It's not no, it's not no, no pity pat time. We must build a relationship again and again and get closer, get closer and closer because if God allowed Enoch walk with God so close that Enoch never died in the Old Testament. And there's no signs of Moses' body. It even told him, he said, now, um, because he, he didn't do what he told him to do because the people around him got him angry, he said, but he allowed them to go up into the mountain and to look to the other side. So we, want to, we don't want to be in that position that we can look at the promise, but we can't touch the promise. We can look at the promise and just imagine what would have been like if I'd gotten to the other side. We, we got to understand our relationship is, is paramount. Our relation with Christ is, moves us and changes us in his image. We know years ago our mama used to tell us stuff about Christ is coming back, Christ coming back. And for years nobody really, they just, you know, they heard it. They, you know, they talked about it. But today you can see the signs of the end times. Now, the Bible does not say the day or the hour. A couple of years ago, people were saying, oh, we're going to die at the end of 2000-something, two, so um, get, all, get ready. There was Jim Jones they, uh, in Africa, I think. They went and started uh, poisoning all the people and the children because they were getting prepared to die together. All this nonsense, because the Bible specifically says that no man know the day of the hour, but all we know that Christ is coming back, saints. Christ himself, Jehovah Jireh, he is himself. The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the same, he is coming back. He's coming in back. So we have to have a relationship. With Christ. Again, he says, forget the ground that you have already covered in the race. Don't look back. Don't be overtaken. While you're looking back, well, the little speedster is just one right past you. Because you didn't turn around and look back. I don't know what happened. Nobody don't like me. Nobody don't care about me. I don't know. I don't know. Some of us have that, I don't know, I don't know. Um, Joyce Myers has always talked about her husband, saying stuff like, I don't know why it looks like Dave is so happy and I'm so miserable. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Well, we can't have that I don't know spirit. And when you don't know, read your Bible. When you don't know, pray. When you don't know, seek the face of God. Turn the place down. 
We need to pray. And I'm not, I'm like, uh-uh, no, no. I started watching what I, what I eat. Because when I got sick, I realized now that I can't just eat any old thing. Now, if I have a desire to go out and buy something from Walmart, I buy a little bit of this and I get rid of my, my, my little taste for it. But when you look around, just even going to the stores, I've never seen so many overweight people because they're not taking care of their bodies. This is our temple. This is what we dwell in. This is what we pray in. This is where we go. This, our body, is important. We can't eat any old thing because it's a part of our race. We have to pursue Christ. Pursue, I have to run after him. I have to run after him because I need to have that thing that one day I want to see Christ and I want to see my mama. I want to see my son. I want to see those people. And the Bible said that we'll know each other. He only said that that there will be no more marriage and giving in marriage. So we must have a relationship. And we cannot turn around and look back. But we must go forward. And we must not waste time any longer. Some of us have wasted so much time. And you look around and like, the kids must have been 10 years old. Now, God, they're up and gone, and I'm in the same spot. I'm still, I'm still crying. I'm still, I'm just falling apart. Because we're looking around at everybody else and just saying, Jesus, just work on me. God, purge me. God, I need you more than a necessary need. That's what, that's what um, um, fasting is about. It's saying, God, I, I don't need to eat. I need you. And if I die tomorrow, I'd rather have you and no food. Because that's a part of having a relationship with Christ. Okay? It is paramount, again, because we're running a race. Every day we're running a race, whether we're running a race in traffic, whether we're running in a race and, 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 and I've got to go all the way to Columbia and the car broke down. Uh, we're running a race. It, just no matter, it is a part of our process knowing who Jesus is. It says, I reach forth at which me in a race, and I strain every muscle. So we just ain't just walking one step at a time, la, la, la. We're straining. We're running. We're praying. We're seeking his faith. We're seeing, we want to have an example so people can see the Christ in us. I don't need to walk up and say I'm a Christian. I need to be able to walk up and you can see the Christ in me. See me by how I talk to you, how the kindness, the, 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 the love, the charity, the long suffering that I can do something that if you don't have a car, you call me and I'll go pick you up and take you because that's what love is. It's not so much what love says, but it's what love does. So if they say they love you, then you need to see some signs. But if they say they love you and never see no signs, then we have to go back to the, to the drawing board. So God wants us to strain our muscles if need. And every moment with 
every ounce of our being. We must run this race, this Christian race, for my future depends on it. Our future depends on what we do for Christ. Again, our future depends on what we do for Christ. How you talk, how you walk, how you act, how you treat people, how you go out of way to do things. A showing love. I can't beat you into the kingdom. I've got to love you in the kingdom. And if I'm not loving you in the kingdom, Jesus helped me to learn to love people into the kingdom. Because if, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've got to love people. And you've got to love them through your relationship with Christ. If we don't have a relationship with Christ, it's plenty of people we just would never really want to like. There's a lot of people you just, I mean, but because of the love of Christ, love, your love walk. Not your love talk, but your love walk. Because when I walk in the door, where I go, I'm going on this with a smile. When I'm going on there, um, I'm part of this club, and this club will teach us the first thing you do when people see you is they see how you dress, how you speak, how you show kindness, and they're drawn to your kindness. Okay. So, We have to strain ourselves with every muscle in our being for the strength to win in the race in God. Those three things. Number three, he says, and I am running for my life. Saints, we have to run for our lives. We got to run, 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 run like there's no tomorrow. You've got to run, run, run like so if you die tonight, where will you end up in eternity? We've got to run. I've run. I've realized that. I know a lot of people will ask me, why do you pray like you pray? How do you do what you do? And I said to them many years ago, when I got up out of having a massive stroke in a coma and going through various things, learning how to walk again and talk again and write again, um, and all these things um, uh, that has taught me that I've got to run with fervency. I've got to run like there's no tomorrow, because the Bible says tomorrow is not promised to us. So we have to run this race with your eyes fixed on the prize, fixed on the r- prize. I know the last one of the last uh, messages I spoke about is how how um, Jesus came walking on the water, and uh, uh, Peter began to be anxious and saying, "Lord, if it is you, um, bid me to come." Okay, and so Jesus told Peter. He said, "He said, come." And as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he did not sink. As long as Peter kept his mind and fixed on Jesus, 
He wasn't looking up at the sky. He wasn't looking down. He wasn't looking sideways. He wasn't looking back at the boat at the other disciples and saying, nah, 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 look at what. God's let me walk in the water. No, you've got to keep your eyes fixed on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. Peter took his eyes of Christ, and he began to sink because he was not following the directions that God told him. He said, Peter, come. Water has three stages. Water is a liquid. Water can become ice and frozen, and water can become steam, like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? And Peter decided... Okay, I'm out there now. I'm with the big guy. I'm with the big guy. I'm, not, I'm looking around. Just to, and he began to sink because he took his eyes off the prize. He looked and he forgot what God told him. He said, look and walk. Come to me. Walk. Come to me. And then he actually said, he said, um, he said, God, is this you? First he said, I thought it was a spirit. And then he said, oh, but if it's you, God, tell me to come. So we have to keep our eyes fixed on what God has called us to do. If he called you to walk in an apostolic office, walk in it. If he's called you to be a, 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 a kitchen helper, walk in it. Be the best one you can be. If God has called you um, to do Sunday school, do the best that you can be in him, not competition now. Because sometimes competition uh, brings about uh, sin because the sin nature of I'm trying to compete. But we're not supposed to compete in God. We're competing for the nature of God, but we're not competing against each other. Okay? So we have to keep our eyes fixed on Christ. We have to keep our eyes on the prize. So at the end of the day, at the end of the race, if you win, I began to search the scriptures in one of my other Bibles, and it was said that um, that uh, in the older days, um, the Greek days, that they were they would take a branch, an olive branch, and they would put it around their head, and that signifies that they won the race. Well, saints, we have to win, win the race. Because if you don't run, run, win the race, we don't know how your children going to turn out. My mother would tell us and my grandmother years ago that every generation stands on the previous generation's shoulders. So if our children might have done one thing, we want our children to do more. And we want our grandchildren to go be more. And most of all, we want them to be men and women of God. Yes. Sometimes they do straight. But you know what? We have to do what God called us to do, which is lead our friends, our relatives, the people that we come in contact to Christ. And not so much by what you say, but how you treat them. Okay? And when they see that life, that life of Christ in you, they see that happiness, they see that joy, they see that compassion, and then they'll follow you for a little while because they want to know if you really are who you say you are. Because there are many of us that say that we are what we are, but really aren't what they are. We are, but we're perpetrating. 
They're in they one way this way and one day that way because they're, they're giving the form and the fashion that they know God. But if you know the, 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 the essence of who God is, we must build a relationship. We must know our Jesus Christ. We must know him and his resurrection power. That the same resurrection power that Jesus got up with, he give us that all power to get up the same way. No matter what we're going through, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, he promised us he will make a way of, a, of escape. He promised us he would provide all of our needs. He spoke to us into the book of Romans 8, and he began to say, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. That's the saints now. Of those who love God and are called according to what? His purpose. Not Johnny's purpose, not the lady down the seat. He said, but your purpose. Because we all have a purpose in our lives. So I can't chase you for your purpose, but I've got to find a place in my heart, not physically, but spiritually, that I can have a conversation with God. And I can't say God doesn't audibly speak to us, like, yeah, hey, what's up? No, he doesn't do that. But he speaks to us in our spirit man, our inner man. That, that that emotion man, not that man, but the other man, the soul, he speaks in that soul. He speaks in this mindset. He says, don't do this, you can do that, go that. He gives you favor. He gives you divine favor. Those are the kinds of things where you go in the car lot and you're just looking because you want a car, and somehow you'll come in and then, and all of a sudden you go out without that car, with that car. Because that's divine favor. That's supernatural favor of God. And those things happen when you walk and talk in in the mind of God. Not to bring everybody else, everybody else's child, but who are you? Who who you are what you really say you are. Because at the end of the day, we all need Jesus and the pardon of our sins. Now if there's anybody on the line that would like, wish to Give the lives to Christ now, or you know, if you want to go home, we'll give you the scriptures where to go to look. I think it's um, Romans, I think, chapter 10. It talks about um, uh, building a relationship and, and giving your life to Christ because that's the only thing that's more important. It's about, It's not about big churches. It's not a big house. It's not about a big congregation. But it's about relationship with you because God is coming back. Sooner than I think or you think, I really, really believe that. Because there almost every sign that's, that's sign of the times, except for Christ and his angels coming back. Yeah, I believe that. There's so many signs to the point that a, uh, I've the drunk sitting on the corner and said, man, man, come on, give me some of that bottle. Yeah, but look here, I don't believe this doesn't happen. Even the people that are not confessing Christ know something's wrong. So take time to talk to friends around you. Take time to talk and with, with your children. See, you can talk with someone 
or you can talk at a person. But if I talk with you, there's a communication between us. But when you're doing all the talking, that's not a communication. So we must have communications where we can talk to people and welcome or uh, tell them to come to church or uh, tell them to there's a, there's a nice church around the corner um, because not everybody's going to be in the same church. God told me one time, I began to say, God, why are um, there are so many different kinds of churches? There are so many different religions. And, and God said, Mrs. Glenda, I want you to realize that the, the churches is like a, 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 a building where that's where your mail comes from. You chose to want to be in the Episcopal Church. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost and they're preaching the gospel, fine. If you go to another Baptist church and if they're filled with the Holy Ghost and they're speaking the word of God, line upon line upon precept, then that's fine. I, we're not trying to run you from one place to the other. But you pray and ask God, lead me, God, where you want me to be. I need to get in the fight. I need to finish my course. I need to get my my crown at the end of the day. Because Jesus is soon to come. Father, we thank you now for the word of God tonight. We thank you, God, because by no other name, the name of Jesus is matchless. I know in advance, God, because of the word of God, uh, God, that no man knows the day of the hour, but God, save us. God, save Glenda. God, save Arthur. Can God, save everybody. Oh, save us. Fill us, God, till we want no more. Fill us with your power. Fill us with the Holy Ghost. Fill us, God, God, that we can see and taste the Lamb of God face to face in the name of Jesus. And we send no weapon formed against us, God, that prosper. We thank you. I rebuke every spirit that come against our family line on our mother's side, our father's side, that come against this virus. In the name of Jesus, it will not come near our family line in the name of Jesus because your word states so. He says, for we're my people that are called by my I thank you now for the Holy Ghost and fire. I speak the blood of Jesus where you sit, where you lay, while you're thinking in the name of Jesus. I praise you, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, God, for our mothers, our fathers. We thank you, God, for those that have taught us, God. We thank you, God. Oh, God, in our, pla- in our places we were sinner, doing things where we not supposed to be. I thank you, God, advance, God, for this word will permeate in our spirit, man, God, not our outer man, but permeate in our spirit, man, to know that you are God and there is no other. In the name of Jesus, because God is, ah, God, God is glorious. God is King of kings and Lord of lords. God is God, the shepherd, man. He, God is everything that you you need in the name of Jesus and father we thank you for the word of God we thank you for the people on the line God we thank you God touch hearts and minds God right now in the name of Jesus God and God give us a new commitment when the church opens again we're going to be there with bells on we're going to be there praising God we're going to be there God, God, we know you have sustained us 
for such as a time as this. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. We can open the lines now if anybody want to say anything. Amen. Amen. Hi. That's okay. How are you doing, my pastor? How are you doing? I am so blessed, woman of God. I just sat here and I caught when um, Peter walking on the water on. And mm-hmm. I mean that I really enjoyed myself, but it is so true. Many Thank you, Lord. Of in the church behind the pulpit to the back pew have taken their eyes off of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if, if they didn't take their eyes off Christ, we wouldn't be faced with this. Um, yeah, yes. um, the church would have been on the wall, binding yes. those devils that trying to release it by spraying it in the air. That's right. Uh huh. I got. But they don't believe that means we are this red and sky is blue, but it's true. When the watchman yes. is on the wall and not trying to get in your pocketbooks all the time, yes. things yes. happen when you can more concerned about souls than. Um, uh, money yes. and, and proper lie, then things will happen and yes. the church can move with power in Christ's glory yes. until we get back to the old landmark and repair the breach. Amen. Yes. Um, these are the things that can happen. Yes. <laughs> Man shut down our churches more yes. than God by spreading yes. stuff and pretending yes. like it's a virus when it's a man-made chemical virus. Man-made. But they're not, they're not reading the writings on the wall. And I'm praying <laughs> that the body of Christ, that's why the Lord told us, I'm going to say this and I'm going to shut up. The Lord um, told us in the book of Joel 2.17, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, yes. weep between the porch and the altar. Yes. Then he told us what to say. He said, let them yes. say, yes. bear my people, O Lord, give not thine heritage to reproach, that the yes. heathens should rule over them. Wherefore yes. should they say amongst thy people, where is their God? I'm afraid yes. with COVID-19, where is yes. their God? Uh, yes. uh, I'm going to put spies in the church to, to be pretended apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, bishop, elders, and overseers. They're going to sleep with the sheep, and they're going to have a wife and a girlfriend and a wife and a boyfriend. Where is their God? Right. I'm going to prophesy to them for money. Where is their God? All in our face. And nobody making no correction. Where is their God? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. They're talking about sanctification and living holy. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Sanctification and living holy. Yes. And when you're not yes. living holy, this is the outcome that we get. Yes, 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 yes. My amen. God. And amen. My God. Well, you have Thank you, brought a mighty Thank message, you. and I really enjoyed the prayer. Thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> God bless you. Man, thank you, sir. Anybody else? Miss Erica? Amen. Amen. We we give God glory on tonight. Amen. We see. Amen. Um, 
um, people calling in from Fort Lauderdale, from Statesboro, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta. Um, oh. we, we thank everybody for tuning in on tonight. Amen. ELR Prophetic Shift. Amen. I'm your, amen, the host. Amen on tonight. Apostle E.L. Robinson on today. And we just thank God for what he is doing. Amen. And Prophet Holloman along together. So we are working. Amen. In the vineyard of the Lord. And we thank God for everybody just pulling together. Amen. Just taking time. Amen. Just to indulge in the word on today. And we just thank God for what he is getting ready to do. Amen. And we just got to stand. He said, stand still and know that I am God. Stand still. Amen. No matter what's going on or what's taking place, that I am God. Stand still in spite of the fact that people are dying off, amen, stand still, amen. And that that is that to me is very encouraging, amen, on tonight. So we just thank God for what on tonight, what he is doing, amen. And we thank it once again, everybody, tuning in, amen, on ELR Prophetic Chef on tonight, amen. Does anybody have any, anything else to say, amen, before we close out tonight? Okay, let me, let me just say one more thing that, you know, we have to realize that um, that God is soon to come. We don't have any time to waste. Um, we have to do what he's called us to do. Everybody don't walk in the same office. Everybody can't do the same thing. But you do what God called you to do and just do the best that you can. Just, and do whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. No matter what happens, again, like Peter, Peter just looked. He didn't keep his eye on the prize. He didn't. Focus, focus. I preached a message years ago called Focus, Fight, and Finish. Well, we have to focus, fight, and finish. Okay? Time is winding up. We don't know what tomorrow is going to happen. But we know this day we're still yet alive. And we tell the Lord thank you for that. Uh, We pray for our children, our grandchildren. You You pray for your children, your grandchildren. You pray for your neighbors. You show show the fellowship uh, uh, to the to your neighbors. Check on your neighbors. Um, uh, uh, love one another, um, and do what God of all calls us to do. Because we all have purpose. Um, the God of purpose, because He calls us like that. In Jeremiah, He said, "I I knew you before you were formed." He says, uh, "And I have a plan for your life." So everybody has a plan. The thing is to find the plan that God has called you to be in. And then work that plan for Jesus Christ, you know. And then we can prosper. We can prosper. We can prosper. You know, we can't just say, I'm just doing halfway, halfway, halfway. We got to be fully committed. We got to walk in purpose. We got to talk in purpose. We got to pray with purpose, fast with purpose. And that's requires a relationship. And if we don't have a relationship, you're just wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. And many of us have wasted so much time, and we can't go back and look at the time. But we must run the race fervently. And don't worry about the ground that we lost, but just moving by his power in his strength. Because all power belongs to God. That power, Sometimes I just hear the word power, and I can feel the anointing of God. But God wants his church to have power, okay? 
We can't pity Pat. We gotta have power. That dudamus power. Dudamus means that 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 it's it's almost like a dynamite. If you take one stick of dynamite and it explodes, it will not just explode one time, but it'll say pow, 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 pow. Because it goes off again and again and again. And we need that dudamus power. As well we need that resurrection power. We have the power to get up when we make mistakes, repent, and go on. We can't do the same thing. We have to go forward and not look back. Because tomorrow's saints has always been telling us, there's no take no thought for tomorrow. Because we don't know about tomorrow, but we know about today. We know about now. And time is so important. He says, in the beginning, that means timing. Time, time, time. Time is so important. In the seconds, milliseconds, nanoseconds, the timing of God to walk in his will, build a relationship so that we can live so close to God. If Moses could walk out and his body not be sound, or Enoch was walk with God till he walked out of here. You know, so... We've got to build that kind of relationship with Christ. The book, from Genesis to Revelation, you know, not just what not the scriptures that we want to we want to preach on or the the scriptures we want to um uh, think about, but we have to be in in uh, we will get in a position of prayerfulness, reading our Bible, praying, and walking close to God, because tomorrow is not promised. So we need to pray for everybody. Like I said, our extended family, uh, our neighbors, um, and everything, because tomorrow is not promised. The world got in this position because the church was lacking of its responsibility. I really believe that. Okay, so, you know, we must pray. We don't know what's going to happen, but I'm a woman of faith and a woman of prayer. And I just believe that, and that's when he talks about that the that that uh, that a relationship that we can have that uh, speak in that tongue. That tongue means that that I can talk to God and God can talk to you, but nobody don't know unless somebody else around is able to interpret it. And that's the kind of relationship, not we must have today, this year, this second, this hour. Amen. 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 Does anybody have anything else to say before we close out tonight? Anybody else? My my sincerest apologies, Brother Jay. Um, that hello, I Brother in. Jay. Uh, hey, hello, uh, Mother. How are you? Oh, fine. How are you? I'm all right. I'm I'm blessed. Uh, my apologies that I came in a little bit late. Um, That's okay. Uh, I, I know you. I know you guys have uh, been on uh, for quite a while, and uh, I just want to say to to those I don't want to reiterate too much of what mm-hmm. I just heard, but I know that the uh, the COVID nineteen is attacking a lot of people. But as I always tell people, um, it was installed inside of me by Bishop Bishop T. Curry from Newburgh, 
Um, always uh-huh. Matthew six thirty three. You keep first the yes. kingdom of God and yes. his righteousness and all these yes. things shall and will be added unto you. So yes. with that being said, um I I know I missed a awesome service as Doctor Austin always tell me, Doctor Robson always tells me about um um the service and always gives me a briefing about it. And I hope that everybody in their respective places are increasing, um, not only financially, but I believe that this COVID-19 is to sift out the ones um, that are unfaithful. And the yes. ones who are faithful, um, God is going to raise them up. And he's going to Amen. make them the ones that God would see. And he will show those ones who, it is sad that they died, but yeah. uh, for the ones who have the COVID-19, we are the ones to show them that we should stand strong in our faith and by yes. any means necessary yes, do sir. what God says do. Yes. So with that being said, I'm going to shut my mouth. I greatly appreciate you guys. Now, you can always do the playbacks anytime you want to, and and, and all the messages we have on we have on tape that they can play back. Yes, Mother. Um, I'm aware. I know. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jay. Amen. No problem. Amen. All right. We're getting ready to close out on tonight. We thank everybody for tuning in to your prophetic trip. Amen. On the prayer mantle. Amen. Tune in on Sunday, if you can, Sunday um, at 8 o'clock, Sunday Night Explosion. Amen. On Sunday Night 8 o'clock. Amen. And definitely continue to tune in and support. Amen. We'll continue to upbuild his, uh, the kingdom of God. Amen. And, um, in additional information. Amen. Tune in on, on these nights. These are very, very important. Amen. And we thank God on tonight and we bring special blessings. Amen. To our very own chief apostle. Amen. I know he's tired in his body. I thank you for him peeking in on tonight. Amen. Chief apostle say, and then checking on his children, amen. So we just thank God on tonight, amen. And as we close out on tonight, may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest rule by in his kingdom forevermore. Until we meet again, amen. God bless you and have a blessed night. God bless everyone. Goodbye. Good night. Good night.